This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The infected. <laughs> welcome! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the world of The Infected. Yes, it is time. We're here, and it's the two of us. Finally, standing on the bell tower, I was able to get Gov to come back down from the dark clouds that he was sailing through. And he is here, together with me. Good to have you, buddy. Yeah, back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Good to be back. Awesome. Really like it. We're going to kick ass, and we have some great tracks lined up for you. I got a sneak peek at some of uh, Gov's selection. Let's dive right into it. Uh, if you'll allow me, Gov, I'll, uh, I'll open up the show. Please do. And um, we're going for uh, an oldie immediately, back to 1983, to a band called Shriekback, with a song called All Lined Up. Shriekback were an English rock band formed in 1981 uh, in Kentish Town by Barry Andrews, formerly of XTC, well known, and League of Gentlemen, and Dave Allen, who was formerly in the Gang of Four. So the two of them had many band members over the years, including, by the way, the infamous Luc van Acker, mm -hmm. who joined Shriekback in 1984 and would later go on to become a founding member of the Revolting Cox, along with Ministries' Al Jurgensen. Wow. But enough name dropping. Let's get the beat dropping.
It's been a while since I've uh, heard this track, Jeroen. And um, <laughs> also surprising that we haven't covered Shriek back until uh, right now in season four. But uh, great pick, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, but this is an, uh, an awesome track. And yet, um, as a single, this was only a minor club hit uh, in Australia, reaching number 39 on the Australian charts. And in the UK, Lined Up was released twice. Uh, the second time as a remix and it peaked at number 89 in the charts initially and then it improved with the remix and it went all the way to number 78 for the remix unbelievable so you'd think that this would be a smash hit right i mean it's uh, it's just groovy as hell it's a, it's a really great track but uh, yeah. somehow uh, sadly overlooked uh, at the time in 1983 yeah they do have taste in australia and the, the beat is uh, nice danceable yeah cool stuff Funny that you chose this track. I used to own this album on vinyl. Uh, we just talked about this while listening uh, to this track. There are two tracks of this album, Oil and Gold, on the movie soundtrack of Manhunter, made by Michael Mann in 1986. Back when Michael Mann was still uh, making Miami Vice, he made another movie in between. Crazy good. Right atmosphere, but also the soundtrack by coincidence features two tracks of this album. It's Kula Kent and The Big Hush. Yeah, nice to hear this one. Oh. Again. I guess it's us and Michael Mann, three guys with great taste, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. And and the Australians. Right, because they appreciate that stuff. So what did you uh, dig up for, for, uh, for the show, man? I'd like to tee off with one that we can listen to immediately if it's uh, up to me it's Clan of Zymox yeah the track is called Michelle awesome why I chose this one uh, you and me were at the concert in the beginning of January right in Utrecht w- what did you think of the concert man Now the concert was great and I can really recommend anybody to uh, if you get a chance to go see Clan of Zymox live I mean um, this is a band that has been around for ages uh, more years than uh, I care to count I remember this album Medusa coming out uh, and being impressed with Clan of Zymox and I was no less impressed when we saw them this year early 2023 together here in the Netherlands uh, they still kick ass and they have a great sound and they uh, are really approachable they make a lot of contact with the audience uh, super uh, super concert to see uh, they play at smaller venues I see they're now touring the US and Canada I follow them on Instagram and Facebook so I saw it so they're quite active man still Selected consistent factor is the singer, Ronnie Moorings. But um, we were also at the concert of The Cure in Ziggo Dome in Amsterdam in December. Yep. I must say I really liked Clan of Zymox much better. It was much more intimate, the energy was higher. Like The Cure is obviously legendary, but they played a lot of slower songs, newer songs that I mwah, didn't really feel. Then the classics came, it was a kick-ass concert in the end, but Clan of Zymox was also the newer tracks, by the way, that I really never, never listened to, in all honesty. Um, I used to have like three or four albums of them from the 80s, and then I lost touch. But also the newer work is really uh, recommended. Again, uh, I picked an older one, Michelle. Shall we? Yeah. Here we go. classic. <laughs> Blue's howling 
powerful, short, right energy, just under three minutes, a classic. Man, I'm just a sucker for the tempo and the, the, basically also the sneering guitars. Like their newer tracks also feature a lot of synthesizers. Great by me, but if, if you ask me, I'd rather have some guitars with a lot of reverb and a lot of echo and um, yeah, the deepness. And the uh, final thing that I wanted to uh, comment on is that uh, Clan of Zymox do have the tendency to pick female names as track names. Yeah, you have Jasmine and Rose, this song, Michelle. Uh, and the more famous one is uh, Louise. They also played that one in Utrecht. And then the, the roof uh, got lifted off of the venue. Yeah. This track and this whole album makes me think of late night driving on the highway in the late 80s, going to a party, uh, playing this music really loud, getting in the mood. I love the track. Good, 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 good. I hope our listeners do too. It's time to get into some uh, more recent stuff. 2021. This is FM Attack and Vandal Moon. It's a combination of two acts, uh, Vandal Moon being Blake Voss and Sean Ward, a Canadian duo from Vancouver. On this track they collaborate with FM Attack, who was one of the pioneers of the synthwave genre, who started it all in 2009. So this track, Seance, was written and recorded live in Vancouver, BC on Halloween. As they say, on the record themselves, spirits were channeled from the afterlife in this recording. Hey Jeroen, 
holy mac, I didn't uh, know this song before. I used to know uh, like FM Attack and all those bands you just mentioned as uh, quite poppy, going for the cliche retro vibe. But this is uh, a much darker. Some singing in between there, some guitars. It's a really nice combo, uh, dude. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, duo from Vancouver, Vendor Moon. They have this real 80s feel. They're not afraid to uh, bring in the atmosphere. And the good thing is that uh, from the part of FM Attack, you get some uh, really great production value, some additional sounds which open up the soundscape and uh, make it much more interesting than your average post-punk song. So uh, the combination is one that works. It, it definitely works, like the electronics of FM Attack, yeah, with some, some claps, some energy boosts and then the guitar work and the singing from uh, from the other guys yeah totally works man so if you like it a year ago they released another track together with the Attack. it's a single called cry 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 it's also uh, very very worthwhile and this one is also uh, a single but they also have a full-length album a vandal moon called queen of the night which is also worth checking out it's a concept album about being young in a world that's falling apart <laughs> i hope our listeners uh, discover new music uh, through us, but I also discovered new music through you. It's, it's a win-win, win-win situation, man. The Infected. And I think the next song is something that I never heard of, which you managed to find. So uh, do enlighten us. 6th June. 6th June, yes. Shall we start it in? The song is called Trust. It sounds much older than it actually is. It's from 2020 referring back to FM attack with those clap sounds and those high energy synth sounds. Uh, these guys do the same thing, 6th June. You hear the clap sound, uh, if you hear the next song, it's a Lindrum sound. It's basically featured in a lot of uh, 80s tracks, but not really in the new wave or dark wave genre that we're familiar with, but it's kind of refreshing. Let's hear it.
So, Trust by 6th June. I had never heard of these guys, so this is quite recent, actually. It is, it is, it is. And it's also, I think these, these, these guys are part of the movement that started around 2007 or 2008. You had a lot of uh, revival bands that tried to emulate the, the, the great vibes of the early 80s and the, the, the dark side of that, to be honest, like bands like... Zeno and Oaklander, uh, Void Vision, She Passed Away, that we also saw a concert of. Yeah, yeah. Right? In Utrecht, same same venue. Great Turkish band, yeah. Lebanon Hangover, and yeah, they all have their own take on the old themes. And this one, uh, the, the bass is nice, the energy is good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just found out about it by accident, to be really honest with you, maybe half year ago. Uh, but these guys, uh, 6th June, they're from Berlin. Husband and wife, I'm not sure. It's a guy and a girl, maybe lovers, L- uh, Laszlo and Lydia. Wow, it's just two people. It's just two people. Amazing. And they don't put out a lot, but they do have, I believe, three albums or something. Sometimes with these newer bands, yeah, they don't do a lot of interviews. They put out some tracks, you know what I mean, Jeroen? Yeah, and we can still appreciate them. Exactly. What I was really impressed with is this band is um, that the singing uh, made me think of uh, Depeche Mode uh, type harmonies every now and then. Oh, I definitely understand what you're saying, yeah. But what I really liked about the band was the, uh, the integration of the, uh, the guitar and, uh, and, and bass um, in uh, what is really sort of a synth wave track. And you see many synthwave bands that no, uh, that have no uh, original instruments at all. It's just all uh, synths and uh, drum computers. Mm-hmm. They've really nicely integrated the, uh, the the guitar and the bass uh, in, uh, in in their synthwave sound. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was uh, impressed by this track. Thanks, man. Indeed, there's a lot of mood. There's no filling up empty spaces. The the, the track unfolds as it as it should. It's really smooth. I did do some research. I googled all the 6th of Junes mm-hmm. from the last century. So what events <laughs> have occurred that could even make them choose this band name? Well, it's not. It's, it's basically two that I found out. Uh-huh. So the game Tetris, you know that? Yes, Tetris. Nintendo Tetris. It was launched on the 6th of June in 1984. Mm-hmm. And uh, also on A6th of June, Kennedy was shot. Uh. For the rest... No clue as to how they picked the band name. Maybe that's the day they met or something. Both uh, would have been uh, cool references. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, li- I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, lastly, about these guys, check them out. They have a YouTube channel and they also make their own videos. So Lydia, uh, one of the two ba- uh, band members I just mentioned, she's an actress. They make their own music videos as well. So kind of like film noir feel goes really well with the music they make. They all, yeah, they basically do everything themselves. Awesome stuff. So on our website, theinfected.nl, we will find the, the show notes for this episode, but we also include all the video clips of all the tracks that we play. Yes, indeed. Go check it out. www.theinfected.nl <laughs> So we're going to go with uh, a track by uh, a band called Tones on Tail. The track is called Go. It's the club mix. Um, now, Tones on Tail is a pretty weird name for uh, for a band, you'd say, but uh, it's actually a reference to the way um, that the music was recorded back in the day. They had these really big reel-to-reel tapes, you know, which uh, they used for uh, for recording music. The way to uh, make sure that you calibrate tapes uh, where you have several tracks uh, recorded on different tapes. At the end of the tape, you had a couple of tones that you could use to line up the tapes to make sure that they were properly synchronized. So that's... Uh, where Tones on Tail, that's where the name came from. Wow. They were formed in 1982. And basically, they were originally a musical side project of Daniel Ash, who I'm a big fan of, of the gothic rock group Bauhaus originally. Oh, yeah. In Bauhaus, he invited his uh, flatmate, Glenn Campling, to be a roadie. And they were mates. They also lived together. They started recording music together while uh, Bauhaus was also uh, still touring. And then eventually, uh, after the breakup of Bauhaus in 1983, Glenn and uh, Daniel were joined by Bauhaus's drummer Kevin Haskins, and they became a trio. That's uh, how they ended up uh, as Tones on Tail. And we're going to be listening to Go, the club mix from 1983.
Just listen to this. I've never heard of it. I, when I think of Bauhaus, I think of the stories that, uh, man, the lead singer bites off uh, allegedly, or is even on video, that head of a bat on stage, right? I've heard that one, yeah. 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 This is quite, uh, quite minimal sounding for a club mix. If you think of a club mix, you think of like housey, danceable stuff. It is danceable. 1983, man. They didn't have house music back then. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you think of a club mix, it must be a club like the opening scene of Blade or something, you know, where the blood <laughs> sprays down and the vampire starts yeah. eating the public. It's li- yeah, li- yeah. nice and moody, quite minimal. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Good energy. Actually, it was a B-side of, uh, of a single and they never expected it to become so popular, but it did become uh, a hit in dance clubs uh, or let's say gothic uh, or post-punk uh, clubs. The sample of uh, the track's name, Go, which you hear uh, somewhere around uh, 50-something seconds, mm-hmm. is uh, a very popular uh, sample uh, used in uh, several different songs. Uh, for instance, uh, Girl Talk used it in What's It All About and DJ Fresh used it in The Immortal. Mm-hmm. Okay. But most famously, Moby used the sample to use in his 1990 dance hit go wow so this is the go dude that you're hearing go by moby I lo- oh man that track goes so deep like go for moby also <laughs> with that twin peaks uh, theme going on yeah I-, I didn't make this connection listening to this track i didn't pick up on it to be honest fucking cool it actually also made it into a couple of movies. It was uh, featured in uh, the 2003 cult film Party Monster, yeah. which is uh, a movie with Macaulay Culkin. Um, you know, if you miss it, uh, don't worry too much about that. Mm. Uh, but it's also featured in the feature film Gross Point Blank, uh, which is uh, definitely uh, much more worthwhile. Gross Point Blank. Shall we make that a uh, movie section for the next episode, perhaps? Well, you'll have to go and watch it because uh, you, we need to know if it's goth approved, right? Yeah, I should. But is it, in your opinion? I haven't seen it. I just know that this okay. uh, this, tra- this uh, song is uh, featured uh, on the mm-hmm. film's soundtrack. Uh, it did get a pretty decent rating at IMDb, so it might not hurt to uh, check it out. Hey, cool. Cool story. Cheers, bro. Sure. The Infected. Shall we lighten it up a little bit? Yeah, we get, we got some uh, really deep and uh, moody tracks uh, behind us right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, I want to play something by a Yellow Magic Orchestra. Yes. Are you familiar with them? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd totally forgotten about YMO, man. Oh, dude, me too. You're, you're bringing this back from uh, the, I don't know, the, the dark depths of my uh, of my remembrance. And all of a sudden, I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. YMO, I used to love yeah, that. Right? It's kind of jumpy, poppy, synthy stuff. 
you, of course you had Kraftwerk in Europe and they started way earlier in the beginning of the 70s with their experimental electronic uh, devices and equipment. But then a few years later came Yellow Magic Orchestra, they originated from Japan in Tokyo in the 1978. And you may know one of the three founders at least. Ryuchi Sakamoto. He is called Ryuchi Sakamoto, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And he made a, yeah, he made several movie soundtracks uh, yeah. when they split up uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra. They only existed for, I believe, around five or six years. And Ryuchi won a Grammy and an Oscar for the soundtrack he made for the movie The Last Emperor, a very famous one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Kraftwerk was a bit more, uh, if I can compare them, I think I should compare them uh, because it was, yeah, they were both one of the founding bands that uh, made the electronic music came alive and a lot of people d- got in- inspiration from. Uh, for, then you had synth pop, then you had house music, and uh, it all originated basically with maybe Kraftwerk and uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra. Uh, but Yellow Magic Orchestra are a, a bit lighter than the industrial sounds of Kraftwerk. Let's listen to it. The track is called UT, by the way, short for utility. Let's dive in and enjoy.
great Ryuichi Sakamoto and his friends at the Yellow Magic Orchestra. God, I love that. Indeed, indeed. And even though I mentioned they were much more lighthearted than Craftwork, uh, which they were for the first three albums, the fourth album that they did, this, this, track, this track is from. The album is called BGM. It's another abbreviation, just like UT, yeah, the song, Utility. Uh, BGM stands for background music, I found out, just by using some, uh, some Google. Uh, it definitely does not sound like background music to me. No, no, man. This is, this quite um, fits within our genre, right, Jeroen? Yeah. That we'd like to feature here. I did listen to some other tracks on this album. BGM is from 1981. It's their fourth album and it's 1981. And th- this album is more like focused on more atmosphere and mood versus the poppy and jumpy stuff. What we should do, Jeroen, in the show notes that we're going to put on www.theinfected.nl. Mm-hmm. I also have a YouTube link I found out. That it's a live recording of a concert that they did. It's insane. You see Ryuchi Sakamoto between walls of synthesizers that you can now not even afford or find. Yeah. It's insane. You have uh, sweat bands. They have sweat bands on their head. You have the biggest drum kit you ever... It's an insane uh, big stage. Great setup. Yeah. They were huge. And yeah, Europe discovered them later. But yeah, check it out if you're uh, capable. Check our website. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a fun fact, final one maybe. It featured the TR-808, the Roland drum computer TR-808, for the first time. Ah. So that drum computer was just released later on. It became a huge, iconic uh, drum machine w- for hip-hop and early house music. Yeah. And it was featured by uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra for the first time. Uh, TR-808. TR stands for Transistor Rhythm. <laughs> Another fun fact. Cool. Completely analog, of course. If you look at the time, it's a late 70s uh, drum machine. Hey, man. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Yeah. Birth of the 808. 808, baby. You witnessed it here. Uh, yep together with uh, with us in the Yellow Magic Orchestra. Did you see the serial killer series Hannibal? Hannibal. Hannibal. Is that a documentary series? No, it's a serial killer series. It ran for, uh, I think, three or four seasons. But tell me. Uh, the final episode is, uh, I think, from 2015, off the top of my head. But the uh, creator and the showrunner, Brian Fuller, was an enormous Susie and the Banshees fan. Aha. And somehow he found out that Susie also was an admirer of Hannibal. So uh, when he heard about this, Fuller wanted to try to get Susie to record a track for the show's finale. There were only two issues. Susie was retired. She had not set foot in a studio or even written a song for over eight years. And the show was in its last season. NBC had already cancelled it. And um, it was running on one other international network. And still, Brian Fuller went to the two network bosses. And his pitch was... Yes, I know the show is cancelled, and it is absolutely unheard of for a showrunner to come back to you and ask for more money for a show that has no further revenue potential for you, but this is Susie Sue, and it would be her first single in eight years, and it would be such an honor. And both networks said, yes, we understand, absolutely. We'll split the cost right down the middle, and we're doing this because we love you, we love the show, and we love Susie. So, (laughs) Susie Sue ended an eight-year songwriting hiatus when she contributed to this track titled Love Crime to the series finale of Hannibal. Her haunting, strings-laden track was directed by the show's music supervisor, Brian Reitzel, which is the reason that it sounds so um, much like a movie soundtrack, this track. He said, I just want to work with you so badly. And she asked him, well, if you could put it into a sentence, what is this season about? And he said, well, in essence, it's a love story. And then he played some strings he composed. She said that this piece was the first thing that she heard in years that inspired her to do anything. So she then wrote the lyrics without seeing any footage of the current season. And just because she was a fan of the show, it worked absolutely perfectly. So this is Love Crime by Susie Sue and Brian Reitzel. And it's the Amuse Bush version.
Cinematic indeed. Don't you think? It almost has a sort of a Shirley Bessie-like quality uh, at times. Yeah, uh, most definitely. I liked it. Yeah, with those strings in, in, in the background. So this is from 2015. Her voice is uh, sounding great after all those years uh, performing and uh, doing things. Right. And especially after a eight-year hiatus. So uh, this is just a, a, a small morsel, an amuse-bouche. Uh, basically, that's a single bite-sized, more intensely flavored course. Uh, usually a small one, uh, which is uh, just one or two bites and selected by the chef, offered free of charge to all present at the table in one of the better restaurants. And this is uh, uh, an intensely flavored morsel uh, from uh, Susie uh, for all of us, which she, uh, as a one-off, did in uh, 2015. If you look at it on uh, Spotify, it'll say 2022, mm-hmm. um, because it surfaced on Spotify only then. But this is from the Hannibal soundtrack. It is. Uh, this is Hannibal and Will's love theme, as heard in the final episode, called The Wrath of the Lamb. It's called Love Crime. And uh, I'm super excited to hear Susie, because I know that you and me are going to see her soon, man, this yeah, year. I just looked it up, because we have quite some concerts, uh, my friend, lined up. It's the 4th of May in uh, Paradiso, Amsterdam. Oh, wow. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to it. Sounds really good. Definitely. Excited. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, uh, one of the uh, absolute icons of the post-punk genre, Susie Sue. Looking forward to uh, to seeing her. And that is uh, basically it. For, that's a wrap for uh, for this show. I agree, man. I uh, must say, this was very fluent. Yeah. <laughs> this didn't hurt at all. Just like a go with the flow, we made some notes and we, we interacted a bit. And it, it, I really enjoyed it and I hope our listeners did too. 
keep listening to us, keep joining us. And uh, did we mention our Instagram page, Jeroen? The Infected NL on Instagram. Follow us and uh, give us a shout out if you uh, listen to this. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you want us to play. And uh, we'll take a look into that because uh, we like taking tips, if not from each other, then from our fans. Thank you for listening. We are The Infected and we're so glad to be back. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon, brother. (laughs) Two weeks. Indeed. Until next time. Stay strange.